0: to eat this scroll a university fellowship church podcast my name is chris moore thank you for joining us on this lovely wednesday afternoon i had to look at my wrist but there's no watch there um <laughs> we get together about twice a week chewing god's word, share what we are learning about sharing with others growing in hopes to encourage and identify you in your life and uh and maybe share some of the insights into our own life along the way. So this week we've got Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie.
1: Hi, Chris. <sighs>
0: That's how I feel when we sit down <laughs> and do these. I just feel like, ah, yes, this is going to be a wonderful time. So, Jamie, you are the director of women's ministry. That I am. Yes, and uh, we've gotten to work together a little bit more than usual this mm-hmm. last week, which I'm excited about. I want to yes. tell you guys what's going on. It's a secret. I don't know if it's a secret, but it's not what we gathered to talk about today. No, but, <laughs> not today. Maybe <laughs> but, soon. <laughs> yes, but part of the women's ministry is the encounter Bible study that um, some of the leaders in on your team have been investing in our women yes. with, and so I'm excited to hear more about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, well, we have been talking about encounters that different women in the Gospels have had with Jesus, and we've been looking at the lives of these ladies to get to know them, but also in doing so, we see more about who jesus is Mm -hmm. because he is the same yesterday today and forever and so this last time we were really looking at um the widow of nain who Mm. is taking out her son who has died from the city and is going to be burying him and jesus resurrects the son and we looked at the crippled woman who had been bent over and crippled for 18 years wow when he healed her on the sabbath and so just we really, these two encounters, we get to see the initial encounter.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: in some of the other ones, you see their, their interactions with Jesus, but it's after their initial encounter with Jesus, like with Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we get to see their initial encounter and just the faith that he applauds these women for. Mm-hmm. And so the, a lot of our conversation around these women has to do with faith. Um, what is faith? What has Jesus called us to do? Why does? Jesus call us to have faith. What does it look like? Mm -hmm. Does it look like parting the Red Sea or is it something different? So anyway, that's kind of where we're going with it right
0: now. Cool. Well, I love it. I know, uh, well, for anyone who's even a little bit familiar with the Mm -hmm. Christian faith, (laughs) we know that faith is an essential part of our life and life in Christ. You know, scripture tells us Mm -hmm. without faith, It's impossible to please God, Mm -hmm. so faith—pretty big deal. So I think we uh, think this would be profitable.
1: Exactly. So, Chris, yes, if you had to explain faith to, let's say, I don't know, Fiora, a Uh six-year-old, how would you do so?
0: Hmm, that's a great question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't you like putting you on the spot like
0: this? (laughs) No, it's great. I well, it helps when you put it in the frame of my six-year-old because. I immediately want to go abstract, go big, mm-hmm. and I got to go concrete and small and tangible. So, I would say if I had to define it without making some sort of like strong historical theological statement, uh-huh. um, faith is believing in mm-hmm. something or someone or some event that that is happening or or to happen outside of yourself. So, when someone says... I will make you a sandwich. You have faith that I will do that based off of evidences that you've seen. And so likewise, I have faith in God, not, out of a blind faith, but because mm-hmm. I have seen the evidences of mm-hmm. who he is and how he works.
1: And so, you have faith that he will follow through with the right. rest of those
0: promises. Yep. Mm-hmm,
1: exactly. And so, uh, and it's that assurance of what we, in Hebrews, faith mm-hmm. is the assurance of what we hope for and things that we cannot see. Yeah. So, it is tied with something that we cannot see. And I really like how you talked about how it's evidence based on um, what we've experienced in the past so we can extrapolate mm-hmm. out, essentially, that. The faith that we have is real. Yeah. And um, and so when we were looking at the women in encounter this week, one of the things that we were looking at is what does their faith look like? Because Jesus calls both of these women out as having faith mm-hmm. that the the what their interaction, the fruit of their interaction ended up producing was because of their faith. And so I found it really interesting. We looked at the widow of name. Mm-hmm. And so she is one who, you know, obviously this is his widow, but she's also in the process of burying her son. And mm-hmm. so Jesus is, comes and he he raises the son. But you can see her walking, or you imagine her walking out in the funeral procession for the son that Jesus ends up interrupting and just ugly crying, you know, just yeah. not knowing what's going on. And then when Jesus walks over to her, he ha- asked her to look at him. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like, look at me. And in looking, that's that one little step of faith. Mm -hmm. He had her attention, and it's through that that he then raises her son from the dead and hands him back to
0: her. Yeah.
1: You know, and when we looked at the crippled woman, it was a similar thing. She's been a cripple for 18 years. She's in the synagogue. Um, She's probably all, you know, being crippled. Things are hard for her. Yeah. And when Jesus approaches her, he's, well, step towards me. and Mm -hmm. she asked to step towards him but it's something that they can do and is really little that demonstrates the faith that they have in their heart that they believe that oh he is going to do what he says he's going to do or who he is and the miracle that follows
0: yeah i'm reminded of a similar story with a man Mm -hmm. with a crippled hand yes and he says you know reach out your hand well i think first he asked him do you want to be healed exactly Mm -hmm. and of course and so he says reach out his hand And his hand is restored. A creative miracle takes place. And it is amazing because, and maybe you can speak to this. I think sometimes in our minds and in Christian culture, both can get on this, um, these rails that tell us faith is a currency that is exchanged and Mm -hmm. we have to generate enough of this. And if we don't have enough of this, then God's not really interested. He can get a better deal down the Mm -hmm. street.
1: Or he's not going to answer our prayers if we don't have enough faith.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. You
1: know, and so we do, we can see it as a currency, but I don't, I don't think that's what's displayed here with these women, you know, they are acknowledging that they believe who Jesus is by doing the one thing that Mm -hmm. he has asked of them. And it's probably not what they would have chosen.
0: Yeah. I know that when I ugly cry. It's never happened to me before, Jamie. <laughs> Don't start now, Chris. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a sympathetic crier. I am. Sometimes mm-hmm. I see commercials and I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. I got to turn this off. It's a Sarah McLaughlin and her wet dogs. <laughs> I think that's an SNL skip. Anyways. um, Oh, no, I lost my train of thought. I, SNL did it to me. About ruined...
1: faith and the, the, the ugly cry.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you. Um you know, when I'm in that place, I don't want to look at someone. I don't want to engage mm-hmm. with someone. I don't want to be around people. You know, I don't even want to be hugged or touched oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So those things are good and they're helpful, but yeah, I can't imagine the state she'd be in with her, with her son in her arms, you know, bearing him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So,
1: but it was that encounter then with Jesus where Jesus said, look, mm-hmm. you know, he's look at me. And what he did when she looked at him was she, he then turned around and Raised her son from the dead. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't have any part in the raising of the son from the dead. Right. But all she did was she looked and she watched Jesus do something for her. Mm-hmm. And you know, s- similarly with the crippled woman, you know, this woman hobble, Jesus asked her to come to him, you know, again asking, Do you want to be healed essentially? Yeah. And uh, if so, come. Mm-hmm. And so she hobbled over the over to him in front of everybody in the synagogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. And did the one thing that she could do. And then Jesus did more than just heal her physically. He justified her Mm -hmm. in front of all of those people who had probably (laughs) judged her in the past. Because I I think just from the little study I've done, there's other stories in the Bible where, you know, who sinned? Was it his parents or was it him? Right. You know, and they're looking at her saying, well, what did you do that Mm -hmm. God has cursed you this way? And he's like, nope. That's not it, right? you're healed. So he gave her more than just this physical gift. He gave her this social gift and spiritual gift of forgiveness Mm -hmm. on top of this. Anyway, so it's it's amazing that it's um, what God does for these women and what is asked of these women. And it's just this little seed of faith that then blossoms into these miracles. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the result both of these women, ends up in praise. Mm-hmm. Both of them start praising, and then it's their neighbors and the people who saw who start praising. And so it just multiplies out because they looked and yeah. they stepped. Right? You know, not the parting of the Red Sea or raising somebody from the dead or healing somebody. Little bits of faith.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for us now, that can be a really comforting message because... Mm-hmm. I've never parted the Red Seas. I haven't been influential in any parting of large bodies Mm -hmm. of water. (laughs) I haven't raised anyone from dead. Haven't seen that. Um, And so sometimes we can alienate this idea of God intervening in his creation Mm -hmm. and categorize it as like these incredible biblical moments.
1: Because they had so much Yeah,
0: And Mm -hmm. I am so alien from that because we put, you know, Moses and Elijah and all of these heroic I don't know if that's maybe a stretch, but incredible men who, mm-hmm. did, who, who did pursue the Lord in some way, shape, or another outside of ourselves. Like they're made mm-hmm. out of different meat and bones than I'm made of and have different um, strengths that I just simply don't have. But it sounds like it's the object of the faith, not, yes. not the, the matter itself mm-hmm. that we exercise because we need so little of it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, and uh, so after Jesus heals the crippled woman, he gets kind of reamed by the um, the Pharisees, the, the the religious leaders there. As
0: they do, as they
1: do, because he <laughs> healed her on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just reading the story itself, he's like, "Well, you would untie an ox, so I'm going to untie her." Essentially, right. I'm going to unbound her. So he uses the same language of what they would do, but then he gives them two parables about the kingdom of heaven. This is from Luke 13, and and he talks about the the mustard seed mm-hmm. that becomes this great tree that um, birds live in and things like that. and it flourishes, which is a picture from Ezekiel. Mm. And then he talks about the woman, a woman um, doing the mundane task of kneading dough mm-hmm. and yeast and flour. And how that yeast is inseparable from the flour. You can't see it. You don't know that it's there until it's baked. It's tested by fire. Anyway, but that's how the kingdom of God is. It starts really small and insignificant and probably unnoticeable, Mm -hmm. really. And then it flows out and ends up multiplying, Mm -hmm. um, which is really amazing that he's talking to these religious leaders and he's using... A woman doing an everyday tour, and this is the kingdom of heaven?
0: Yeah. You know? Instead of, what? (laughs) Yeah, because they're thinking, I I would imagine, they're probably thinking, no, the kingdom of heaven is built on our backs. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the work we put in. We plow the fields. We build the walls. We, you know, using Mm -hmm. metaphorical language. And he's saying, no, I'm going to use the foolish things of this world. Mm -hmm. Not the most, the least, not the most successful not the most capable not the most faithful or filled up and mm-hmm. puffed up in knowledge i'm actually going to use a little bit of yeast from a faithful woman who is kneading the dough mm-hmm. and that is how i'm going to work my kingdom into this world yeah
1: yeah so this is a little bit of a tangent but i thought it was way cool mm-hmm. so in that story we were talking about the yeast worked into um an ff flour hmm. three measures of flour okay and do you by any chance know your weights and measurements from the Old Testament? Know what an is?
0: My charts are put away at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so an F at of flour is about hundred and forty-four cups of flour.
0: That's a lot of flour. It's
1: a lot of flour. Yeah. So, you know, she she's not using just a, enough for one loaf. Mm-hmm. She's using enough for about fifty loaves. And if you think about her in this little bit of faith, it's not just feeding her or mm. her family. It spreads out and feeds the whole community, Yeah, Um, which I think is really cool. Um, And if we look in the Old Testament, an FF of flowers mentioned three times. Hmm. And it's mentioned in uh, Genesis 18, when Abraham is serving the guests who come to his house. Okay. um, Who are telling him that he's going to have a baby Mm -hmm. next year. Um and, and Brianna was great. She's like, Can you imagine Sarah you coming in? Quick, we've gotta make dinner. Use an FF the flowers She's like Pah! anyway. That's too much. <laughs> Do you know how many loaves of bread that is? <laughs> but anyway, so that it was it was meant as an offering to mm-hmm. these guests. Okay, so there's one. Mm-hmm. The other one it was in Judges six with Gideon. Mm. And he's you know, running front, the Midianites are wreaking havoc. He is threshing wheat in a wine press to try to hide from them. Food is scarce. They've been starving, um, and yet he presents an effeth of flour, as uh, along with a couple of other things, as a burnt offering unto the Lord. Wow! And um, and the third one is Hannah when she um, she comes back after um, Samuel is born when she's dedicating mm-hmm. Samuel, and she, but that part of her offering, generous offering, is this effeth of flour. So flour, uh, the effeth is. In, in a measurement of sacrifice, hmm. a very abundant sacrifice. Yeah. And so we see even, you know, our faith and how, you know, it multiplies into the community, but it's also this sacrifice and this offering of Lord. I don't understand what's going on. I can't see what's going on in the future, but I trust you.
0: Yeah. Well, and he's not making a deal with them, right? No. He's not saying, if you come to me. hmm Then I'm going to heal your back and your limbs, Mm -hmm. you know, or if you'll look at me, I'll raise your son from the dead. Like, No, not (laughs) at all. There's no exchange that's happening here. There's that sacrifice, that unknown. Mm -hmm.
1: He does give little elements of encouragement though. Mm. So like um, with the widow, he asked her to look at her. And then before um, the miracle happened, he uh, bolstered her faith, but he touched Mm. He touched the coffin and that son. Mm-hmm. Um, and with with the crippled woman who had hobbled there, he um, before the miracle happened, he called her daughter of Abraham mm. in front of all those people, yeah. r- confirming which family she was from and her importance and that intimate name yeah. before he did the miracle. Mm-hmm. And so there's these little bits and pieces of things that God did to give um, those those. Make that faith grow, mm-hmm. um, and in this, it's we see it in those other three Old Testament stories too. So, like it was those visitors to Abraham and Sarah, where Sarah had already probably waited for twenty five years at this point after the, the the blessing, but it was that visit that they said, "Oh, and next year at this time." You will have a son.
0: Mm-hmm. All of
1: a sudden, she had the gift of a timeline yeah. that she hadn't before. This, like, okay, my faith—I can hang on to this faith. It's bolstering my faith. This baby is coming, you yes. know. And so we can see how God asks us to have this little bit of faith, and He's the one who bolsters and nurtures it. And then we see this miracle happen that we praise Him for. It's for His glory, mm-hmm. and not and through His glory ends up blessing everybody around them and multiplying.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So we get to see not these in, these massive miraculous exercises of huge heroes in the faith, mm-hmm. but the small, mundane, vulnerable, broken—you mm-hmm. know, little scrap of faith that we've got. We say, Lord, I don't, I don't know what this will get or what this will do, but I trust you. Yep. You know, my life's a mess, and I trust you. Yep. And that's a message we all need.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it begs the question then what is the teeny ask of a teeny act of faith Jesus is asking of you. Yeah. He's asking you to look at him when you're looking at the news and everything around you seems like the world is falling apart. Mm-hmm. You know, just look at him. Or you know, is he asking you to take a step mm-hmm. and go meet that neighbor who's really quiet and doesn't, you know. Yeah. So I I don't know what That would be for each one of us, but he's just asking us to do something that we are able to do and something that's small. And he can take that, Mm -hmm. like the loaves and the fishes, and in all of these cases, and multiply it to bless the whole community, not just that one person, too.
0: Yeah, I think we've probably talked about it before, but Rosaria Butterfield's Mm -hmm. um, Gospel Comes with a key. you know, she talks about how every Sunday she makes a huge pot of soup. Yep and a bunch of food, and there's just a standing expectation that people are going to show up at our mm-hmm. house, and you think, you know, is are the floors swept? You know, is mm-hmm. is this my best soup? <laughs> 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 what if it gets cold by the time somebody actually shows up? All these little things, you go, no. Like, she, she's just faithful with this small way that she can serve in the lives that she's impacted. Mm-hmm. You know, Christ has through this small means of faithfulness is incredible and encouraging.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it doesn't have to be something fantastic
1: it's and it probably won't
0: be mm-hmm.
1: i mean if you there's yes there's that hall of faith in in
0: hebrews, hebrews
1: mm-hmm. um but even then they didn't see the the fruit of a lot of their right. faith you know and yeah. so um it, they were just faithful to do the next thing mm-hmm. um even if they didn't see the result of it
0: yeah and i think that is a great comfort not you know when i think about it i even think of. Um, to me, it says not just um, how little faith it takes, which is true, but how good God is to meet me with such yes. little faith. Yes. <laughs> <'Cause> yes, <laughs> I, could, I could rub my two you know, mites of faith together as hard as I can and he can go, that is not going to cut it. And yet he's compassionate and has goodness to pour out on me and goes, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's enough, buddy. Well, like. <laughs> and, and looking
1: at these two women, they were it's totally insignificant in their society, yet Jesus saw them as valuable, and he we're still talking about them today. The fruit yeah. of their little faith has blossomed mm-hmm. to the people around them and to the people in the future who read about them.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that is an encouragement yeah. to me. Well, I know that um, you guys are nearing the end of encounter, or is that still a month out?
1: We're about— Mm, a third of the way through.
0: Third of the way oh. through
1: June, the first Thursday in June.
0: Don't nobody listen to me. <laughs> Don't nobody. Um, yeah, so there's still time. You guys, if you have not joined up and become a participant in the Encounter Bible study, it's happening on Thursdays at 9 a 9 30 and then 6 30. Thank you.
1: It's like you're completing my <laughs> sentences,
0: Jamie. <laughs> And that will be going for a good long time. And uh, because I think we talked about it last time, because mm-hmm. it's episodic and you know, it's covering an instance, an encounter with God, uh, with Christ, then um, you don't have to feel like maybe you're missing out mm-hmm. a ton if you just, if you miss these first two and you're like, ah, I'll never catch up.
1: <laughs> we We always encourage women to come because even if they start in the middle of a series, they will still have engaged with God's word and with others more than if they hadn't come at all. Yep. And the nice thing about summer is we don't tend to do a bunch of study during the summer. So it gives an opportunity to go back Mm -hmm. and kind of reflect on the pieces that we've done and the things that we maybe had to skip because of a busy season. Yeah. So we would encourage all women to come out and give it a try. Yeah. Join us.
0: That sounds great. Mm -hmm. I know my wife has been a part of that for the last couple of weeks, I think. Yes. So, (laughs) well, Jamie, thank you as always for taking the time and I know you got... A lot of stuff. We had a busy day today in the office. The scavenger hunt earlier.
1: Scavenger hunt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of excitement. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: just the kind of normal stuff we do around the office, everyone. Um well, thank you again for taking the time and I appreciate you preparing and, and caring for our women so well and, and our the women, other leaders on the women's team. Mm-hmm. So appreciate that. Uh listener, hopefully you are encouraged in your faith and reminded that it is not some uh, some threshold of the amount of faith you have to have, but it is um, just your exercising of that faith and, and ultimately the objective mm-hmm. that you're putting your trust in God and his goodness based on his covenant faithfulness to yep. you.
1: Look and step.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Until the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.